0: greetings in the wonderful name of Jesus and thank you for joining us again for another session in Prophetic by Design we, it has really been a joy and uh, to just share with you some of the insights, some of the learnings that we've experienced in, even in our own prophetic journey and I pray that these uh, sessions are somehow benefiting you um, just making you more and more aware of the gift and And in some way also stirring up the gift inside of you Uh, one of the one of the cultures of any apostolic house is also to have a strong prophetic presence amen and in this hour it's important for us to have the word of the Lord so part of the way that the Lord reveals his word to us is through the ministry of the prophetic revelation fresh revelation comes through the ministry of the prophetic now Tonight, we're going to deal with dreams and visions. And so before we get into our topic, can we just pray together and just ask God to just minister to us. Father, we love you. We adore you. We glorify your name. You are truly a great and an awesome God. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time. Thank you for your sons and daughters that are listening in. Today, we pray that even in this moment, you would be ministering to them. We pray, O oh God, that You would speak to them, O oh God, with a clear and a clarion voice. We ask, O oh God, this in Jesus' name, Amen and Amen, Amen. Well, amen. we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit tonight. I know we, I made reference to visions and dreams in previous sessions, but tonight we want to speak specifically about visions and dreams, and and I think this is a, a very very important part because sometimes um we devalue the importance of visions and we devalue the importance of dreams, but we know we know that the, this is also a way in which God speaks to us. Some of us, uh, the prophetic grace in our lives operates through God speaking to us in visions and in dreams, through pictures uh, and, and and sometimes those are very important. So importantly, let us uh, clarify for a little, just for, for for sake of our uh, for our discussion today, that we all uh, are on the same page, uh, I wanted to share with you or clarify the difference between a dream and a vision. Now, a vision occurs when a person is awake and alert, right? And a dream occurs when a person is asleep. So, so that's f- the first and foremost most clear basic. Definition Now, in the book of Genesis chapter 28, some of the very earlier uh, accounts in scripture, it's not necessarily the first account, but one of the earlier accounts in scripture uh, of, of someone dreaming and how God speaks even through the dream. Now, this is about Jacob, the account of Jacob having a dream. And Jacob left for Beersheba in Genesis 28 verses 10. Jacob left for Beersheba and set out for Haran and when he reached a certain place he stopped for the night because the sun had set taking one of the stones there he put it under his head and laid down to sleep and he saw a dream and he sorry and he had a dream in which he saw a staircase resting on the earth with its top reaching to, to heaven and the angels of God were asc- were ascending and descending on it. And there above it stood the Lord. And he said, I am the Lord, the God of Ab- uh, your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. And I will give you and your descendants the land in which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out. To the west and to the east to the north and to the south all peoples of the earth will be blessed through you and your offspring i am with you and i will watch over you wherever you go and i will bring you back to this land i will not leave you until i have done what i have promised you and when jacob awoke from his sleep he thought surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God and is the gate of heaven. Amen. So, so we see here in this particular account, Jacob having a dream. And through the dream, the Lord will begin to reveal God's plan, God's mandate for his life. And even of what God's future plans are for him, not only himself, but also for his descendants. And he gets a glimpse of God beginning to manifest in his life, even through a dream. Now, a very, very powerful picture because sometimes some of us tend to devalue dreams uh, because, you know, we kind of try to played out or, or uh, uh, you know, or say it may be this or maybe just our mind overworking. But I'm going to just share with you some truth. So just bear with me a few moments. Now, some of us feel that on the other hand, we also have the same, another challenge that some feel that every dream is, is significant and we need to know the interpretation of every dream. Now, we need to strike a balance in this because sometimes we could... Uh, we, we know dreams are, 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 are important, and we know visions are important, but not necessarily every dream requires an interpretation. Uh, so, you know, some, so, some dreams are just that, that, that which it is. It doesn't signify anything else. It doesn't have any major other, uh, you know, interpretation. And sometimes if, if you just use dreams as a measurement tool or a, a tool for, spiritual direction, we could probably move off on a tangent, we could be detoured out of the purposes of God. Now, in in, in scripture, there are three types of dreams that the Bible refers to. Uh, Based on biblical teachings, we can classify these dreams into three categories. Firstly, the first category is the subconscious processing. So the first category of dreams is subconscious processing. That means, first, if someone dreams, their dreams are as a result of a person's mind or stored information that is in their subconscious. Now, it it could be the replaying of memories, it could be the replaying of past events, repressed desires, unfulfilled hopes. This is all what, what constitutes a subconscious processing. But then uh, Isaiah refers to this in Isaiah 29 verses 8. He says, a hungry person dreams of eating, but when wakes up is still hungry. Now, all of us have had some sort of dream sometime about food. And uh, often you would wake up in the morning and all all of a sudden that day you you just feel like eating this. Uh, Or you feel like eating a, a bunny or you feel like eating a burger or you feel like eating a particular favorite meal of yours and uh, you never this and and sometimes it's our subconscious beginning to create that desire now solomon also writes in Ecclesi- ecclesiastes 5:3 he says too much activity gives you restless dreams so sometimes our overactivity sometimes can also also cause us to have dreams so we need to distinguish so the first category is subconscious dreams but then the, there is also the second kind of, of of dreams that you have, where there are sometimes spiritual uh, attacks. Sometimes that you would dream of an, a spiritual attack, or sometimes it could just be a false message uh, that the, the, that you may experience. Now, in that time, uh, there's references in Je- Jeremiah 23 verses 32. Um, uh, you know where where, where where we have to begin to look at it, and and that scripture specifically refers to false prophets. Uh, Jeremiah has a dream of of someone that has a smooth tongue, and uh, so it almost means that these uh, imaginary dreams uh, are flagrant lies that lead people to sin, or, 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 or refers to someone bringing a false message. But then there is the third category of dreams, where dreams can be important messages. Now, like we, we saw in the account of Jacob, where God used the dream as an occasion to reveal God's plan, God's mandate for his life and for the life of his descendants, God gave special dreams. He gave those dreams uh, even to Pharaoh. Pharaoh would have two dreams in Genesis 41, and Joseph will interpret it, Joseph will also interpret the dreams of the the baker and the butler in the the prison. Uh, Daniel would interpret the dream of King Nebuchadnezzar. And these were very important messages. Not only did it set up Joseph to become one of the the leaders even in Egypt, but through Joseph's life, God will protect the nation of Israel that is in a fledgling state. It's, It's in a state of just a family and God will begin to protect them through a time of the famine but also God will use the dream to promote to promote Joseph he will also use the dream to pr- promote Daniel when Daniel will begin to interpret the dream of Nebuchadnezzar he will become one of the the the, the senior advisors to the king and so so dreams can be also ha- give important messages to God's servant that they need to understand now in in dreams, there is a need for us to also apply the sense. Now, also dreams could be a mechanism that God could use, uh, revealing to you um, a message that could be for somebody else. Uh, and and uh, so, not necessarily every message is that you need to repeat. Sometimes God may reveal to you certain things that you need to pray over. But sometimes the Lord will reveal to you things that you need to inform the person so that it can give them some confirmation, it can give them some direction even in their lives. It could reveal something that could be a blessing or a caution or a piece of advice even to, to somebody. So God uses dreams. Now, the, the Bible says uh, there, is no, uh, there is no indication in the scriptures that dreams have stopped that means god does not speak to us through dreams we know it and have seen it personally in our lives that there are several times that god will reveal certain messages certain words uh, for different families and different individuals even through dreams and and so we've learned how to, to to sift through it now this is important learn how to sift through the dreams that means once you get the release of the lord to release the dream, or or to release the interpretation of the dream, then do it. Don't just do it, hey, just because I had a dream. I just want to phone this person, tell them. You know, uh, you wanna you wanna be able to be prayerful about the way that, in which you you begin to share it. So understand that dreams and visions are still real for today, but this is the very important part. The new information from any source, including dreams or visions, must agree with Scripture. The foundation, the measurement, the gold standard on which your visions and dreams must be measured is that it must be measured upon Scripture. If God chooses to speak to a person in a dream, that message or that dream will be consistent with and not contradict the Word of God. This is a very, very keen platform standard that we must maintain. The Bible is the inspired Word of God given for our instruction, given for our correction, given for our edification, given for our building up. Amen. This is in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. But we need to understand that whatever we say must line up. Whatever we do, in response to our uh, our dreams, must be in agreement also with the word of the Lord. That means the word of the Lord would not give you, uh, or God will not give you a dream, a prophetic word, or a dream or a vision that is contrary to the word of God. It contradicts it, or it causes people to move out of the will of the Lord. Amen? Uh, Sometimes you could have a dream, and God could give you the dream just to keep that people or that person or individual or country or nation or whatever. You keep those people in your prayers. So sometimes it could be just a tool for intercession intercession, sorry. And this is a very, very important. So great leaders in the Bible received messages. Now it's not all the times that we get dreams and so we need to be able to distinguish between those dreams that the Lord has given to us that is for that time for that season. Now throughout the scriptures we see that God used visions and dreams in the Old Testament and the New Testament to reveal his plans for, for for people in that moment, even sometimes the future plans, and also his plans to increase their influence. Now in Genesis chapter fifteen, verses one, God used a vision to restate To Abraham that covenant that he was making to him that he would be a father of many nations. Now this was very a very very beautiful dream it was a very beautiful promise. Even in Genesis chapter 37 we find that that Joseph has the dream and he he shares his dream with his brothers uh, about uh, you know they all of them having their sheaves and his sheep are standing up, and the other sheep are bowing to his his sheep, and it gets him into trouble. But it was a dream, and it was really a part of, you know, maybe in the, in in the way he shared it, um, maybe uh, the timing of sharing it. But whatever the reason, Joseph came under attack for his dream. Now, sometimes you've got to understand. Sometimes you may get come under attack for your dream. That doesn't discredit that dreams are a way that God speaks to us. Neither does it discredit the message that God was giving in the dream. Although Joseph found himself in the pit, found himself hated by his brother, sold as a slave, all of those things, it didn't say that the the dream was not from the Lord. Amen? So I want you to understand it was very significant. Uh, in, in maybe in Joseph's uh, immaturity at that moment he did not fully realize how it will begin to work out uh, and sometimes the, the challenge is in the delivery even of the dream that you have now but we see through many many um, through further on as we look into the scriptures getting on to almost Genesis 45 when, when, when Joseph would say Now he he has an understanding that God has sent him before his brothers to preserve life. When he first had the dream and he shared it, all they saw him was trying to put himself above them and then bowing to him, uh, some some sort of an elevation. Remember, this was against the culture. Um, When you look at at Jewish culture and tradition, uh, the seniors, Bowing to a, to a younger person is not even in the culture. For your father and your mother to be bowing to you is not in the culture. So God had to do certain things in order to make this possible. He had to move him out of the land of the Jews and bring him into Egypt. And in Egypt, the the, the reality was you weren't uh, you weren't uh, honored by because of your cultural standing in the family, you were honored by the position that you held. So when his brothers come to him, a ruler, the, 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 the Bible says he was first in charge next to Pharaoh. When they came to him, they came into the presence of like a governor or president. And when they came in, into him, they, they had to follow the protocols of that dictator, how they should respond when they come into somebody that is senior. So I want you to understand, sometimes the dreams doesn't make sense when you're having it. And it's not necessarily, it all has to make sense immediately. And it's similar to the prophetic word, God will unveil it in a particular season. So don't rush it. Even if someone has a dream and they share with it, don't go and try to reorganize your life around that word. If God said it, it is up to God to begin to bring it to pass. It's for you to take cognizance of what the dream is, align yourself, but uh, again, commit it to the Lord. The Lord will begin to bring it to pass. So, so we see that, uh, that that Pharaoh had a dream. It started with Pharaoh having a dream, creating an avenue for Joseph to come into the palace. Interprets the dream, he's positioned to see his own dream to be fulfilled. Now, sometimes it takes you working on the dreams of others, to get your dream in your life to be fulfilled. Amen? So sometimes, uh, you know, if if Joseph at any stage got despondent and didn't interpret the dreams of the baker and the butler while he was in prison and says, I'm going to stifle this gift because this gift is not working for me, he wouldn't have found himself being spoken on his his behalf by the cupbearer to the king. To, to Pharaoh and he wouldn't have had the audience of Pharaoh. You wouldn't have had the opportunity to interpret the dream. You wouldn't have had the opportunity for promotion. So be uh, so understand, although sometimes the dreams may be for others, the dream that God has placed for your life can come into fruition as you work on the dream of others. Amen. So it's a very, very important. Now, then we also see in First Samuel chapter three, Samuel, we we see here that Samuel is a young boy. He has a vision. God tells him about the judgment that was coming on his mentor, on Eli, and on Eli's household. And God relays this message to to Samuel, and he gives him this information so that he can relay it to Eli. And when Eli begins to ask him, initially he uh, Samuel found it difficult to say to him, now, this must have been the most difficult thing that Samuel had to ever do. The person that you look up to, someone that's mentored you, someone that has spoken into your life, someone that has given you direction, taken you in, has been part of the the prophetic word of God being formed in your life. I mean, his mother was was barren. Eli is praying for her. Uh, You know, God shows up on her behalf. All of these things could have been running through his mind when God gave him a very difficult word to give to Eli. A word that, of warning, a word of an impending judgment that was coming because Eli turned his eyes away from the things of God. He turned a blind eye to the sin and the behavior of his sons. And he, just, he says, judgment is coming to your house. And when he shared this, Eli received it, not as a word from a young man, but he received it as a word of the Lord because he knew it was confirmation of things that were happening. Very, very important to begin to see, pay attention sometimes to dreams. Now some of you, God has gifted you. God speaks to you through dreams. And sometimes we tend to frustrate it. Recently, Annie and I had a conversation about a similar Similar thing where God spoke certain things and you know, sometimes it doesn't line up to what you see manifesting in people's lives and you tend to sometimes say, I'm going to sit on it, I'm going to pray about it and wait for the right moment. And uh, sometimes we, we need to understand if God has released you to shade, shade. And you know, after a few weeks we shared it with somebody and they said, you should have told us a little earlier this was what we were going through. We needed to hear that word. And so we, we, we get to get to that place. If God speaks to you through visions and in dreams, be obedient, amen? Even if you're not sharing it with the person that it was meant for, speak to your pastor, speak to the ones that are shepherd over your life, discuss it, get some spiritual counsel and godly counsel before you even release it, amen? But don't just sit with it, amen? Uh, just believe God, amen? So so Samuel also had that challenge to begin to relay. That message, amen. Now we find in Judges chapter seven, you know how how Gideon will have uh, will, will have a vision of, of of the the loaf of bread and and how God was going to destroy the Midianites. And so we find that there are various other dreams. We go into the New Testament, we also see this as well uh, in Zechariah in. in in the life of Zacharias in Luke chapter 1 from verse 5 to 23, we see how God used a vision to set to tell to Zacharias, who was an old priest, that he is gonna his wife is gonna have a son. Remember, he's old. He never thought this was going to be possible. And God will begin to speak to him in a vision whilst he is offering offerings unto the Lord. And God will say to him, You're gonna have a son. And his name is going to be John the Baptist, amen? There's going to be John, called John, John the Beloved, John, amen? And, and so we find that he speaks in, and, he, and, and, and the word of the Lord comes to him in a vision. Even the Lord speaks to Joseph, the, the father, uh, the, the husband of Mary and the, and, and the father of Jesus, uh, to come to the place where he would, he would accept that the child that Mary was born is born of the Lord, and God will send him, send an angel to him to convince him that this, all that is happening is part of the purposes of God. And Joseph goes ahead with marrying Mary and, and he also takes care of, of nurturing Jesus at his very young and infant stage. Amen. So we need to understand that sometimes God will help you make decisions in the difficult moments in your life even through visions and in dreams. So we could go on with many. We can go through Ananias that was sent uh, by God through a vision to go and meet Paul and to bring salvation to Paul and to lead him into the purposes of God. We see how God will use Cornelius, uh, an Italian centurion, to begin to approach Peter. And when Peter will come and minister, his entire household Will be saved and, and grace, uh, the salvation will come even to his entire household. We, we, we know that there are many. Paul had several visions that the Lord used in order to direct his steps. Now, this is, I want to just leave you with a few things. How should I react to dreams? Amen. That means, what should I do when we have dreams that appear to be significant? First thing you do is write down any significant dream before you start to forget the details. So write it down. Amen. Then secondly, ask God to give you insight into whether your dreams have meaning and what the meaning is. God can confirm the meaning of the dream in many ways. Amen. Thirdly, make sure that the interpretation of your dream is consistent with the word of God, God will not give you one message that is different from that which is in the Word of the Lord. It should line up with the Word of the Lord. Fourthly, consult with your pastor or any other any other leader or elder within the church, asking perspective on your dream. You know, if you're trying to understand it and you're still developing this, and this is uh, dreams are new to you. Then the next one is, if the dream suggests something that you should do, wait until the Lord opens the door for you to do what needs to be done. That means patient, patience is very, very important. Timing is very, very important, even in, in, in releasing that dream that, or that vision that the Lord has given you. If the dream suggest something you will experience give time God time to work out the details of the dream or the vision amen don't just manipulate it don't open yourself up to manipulation in humility do not be discouraged if you find if you find out the dream or the vision um, you know is you know is not making sense or is uh, In that moment, you know, there is a little bit of confusion around it. Remember, our gifts uh, begin to develop by reason of use. And as we keep on developing the gift, God will begin to speak. Now, godly dreams will glorify God and it will encourage people to do the work of the Lord. Amen. So this is very, very important. We need to know that our dreams are for the Lord We should not allow ourselves to be manipulated by someone else when they say, I have received a word from the Lord in the form of a dream. Amen. It is, remember, the, 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 the cardinal rule in the prophetic, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a word is established. Amen. So even if someone receives a dream, you can receive it, pray of it, but you have to release it to the Lord before you take it into into heart. You will have a witness, there will always be, wait for a confirming word. Amen. It is a very, very important, important element of dreams. Amen. But the main thing in sharing visions and in dreams, it should be an encouragement, it should be a word of edification, it should bring comfort, it should build people up. Amen. I pray that you were blessed tonight by, by the teachings on visions and dreams. And for some of you, that, if the Lord speaks to you through that, understand that that is one of the ways that God releases prophetic impressions, prophetic words, even spiritual direction, even into the life of lives of people. He did it in the scriptures. He did it in the lives of many others. God can do it for you. Amen. And so when do not stifle the gift. Do not frustrate the gift. Do not quench the spirit, amen, just because of your own self, amen. Just allow God to use you, and remember, as your faith increases, God will use you in greater measures, but keep growing in God, keep growing in grace, amen. Let's just bow our heads together. Father, we return thanks to you. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And so tonight, we pray for your sons and your daughters. Bless them. Father, speak to them in visions, speak to them in dreams. Let them see the manifest hand of God. Father, for those that have this gift, Lord, I pray that it will be developed. Father, for those that may have quenched it or didn't understand the gift, Father, I pray today that even as wisdom is imparted, as truth is imparted, may there be a stirring of the gift again in Jesus' name. Speak to us, O God, as a generation of people. Speak to us through your prophetic word because prophetic word brings to God divine revelation. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, amen. Well, God bless you. God bless you. I I pray that you enjoyed tonight and we look forward to, to meeting again with you next week, same time, same place. So from our home to yours, have a blessed week. May God show up in your life.